everyone. Welcome to another episode of Juicy Bits. Today, we're actually going to spend our time responding to one of our fabulous listeners who wrote into us about the episode that we aired early on in season two about one night stands. Now, for those of you who missed the episode, it's a good one. You need to go it's back. It's a good one. You go you back. Pause. Actually, you should pause right pause now. now. Pause Before now. Before you listen to this one, you should yeah. go back and listen to that one. Don't worry. We'll be here for you, and you can download this. Mm-hmm. This is Jillian. Hi, everyone. But yeah, I think that's what you should do. And then make sure you download the other ones from season two that you might have missed. And sometimes it's nice to re-listen to them. But yeah, this, I love when I get emails from listeners. It's really special when they come from friends because it just helps me feel like my community is that supportive of us. But the other piece that's really nice is the questions that come out of it. Because if the episode made you think and question your own life and your own experience and then put those questions out to us, that's really what Juicy Bits is about. And I think it also has us question, like, what did wait, what did we say? So I did go back and listen to a few of the pieces and I was highly entertained. So these pieces come in reaction to our one night stand. So we'd like to do this episode as what? One night stand. Part two. Part two. There we Part go. Part two, yeah. One of the things about the one night stand, and some of you might know this term, is the walk of shame. And so this listener was looking at, like, what is it about that walk of shame? And what is it about sort of the culture around it being more associated with women doing it than with men doing it? And she brought um, kind of an example of her own experience from being in college and feeling this, like, kind of pressure to sort of sleep around and how part of her wanted to do it because she wanted to have like a sexually fulfilling experience and not be in a relationship. But then also was that associated with this like badass liberated feminism. But at the same time, there were questions, is that being imposed upon us because of the patriarchy? So again, complexities of one night stand are real. And so I think this is like, is this help us be a powerful woman? Is this about like more of a hookup culture? And I think it is a bit of the patriarchy kind of pushing this you know, be a wild woman, not because you're a wild woman, but you're doing it for sort of like the male pleasure and entertainment. So I don't know. I thought it was a really thought-provoking way to look at it and and kind of bring up some of those very, I almost think of them as cultural illusions. Like I think if you talk to people about like Walk of Shame and you talk to people about Girls Gone Wild, they would have some immediate reactions. Jen, what do you think about kind of how the listener framed this? Well, I I think that it's actually impossible to be outside looking in and understand people's motivations about why they do or do not do something. So if, if, you know, we are talking about women having one night stands, you can't say like, oh, women are doing it because they are liberated or they're doing it because they just want to have sex or they're doing it because they are actually trying to fulfill the fantasies Mm -hmm. of men. We actually don't know why people do what what they do. So I I don't think that we can actually be outsiders and and judge. What I think that we can speak to with this is really using this as an opportunity for self-reflection and to consider why it is we do what we do. Mm. So if you're an individual who enjoys the one night stand, you can consider, I mean, right now you can think about it. Perhaps you get a therapist and think about it sit down with with your friends and i i would where i would agree with with this listener is that it would be problematic if the reason why you were participating in one night stands is to seek the approval of men because either you want to be 
elevated to this sexual fantasy or you are looking for them to see you in a certain way like if that if the approval of men or the approval of anybody is what motivates any part of your sexuality you can't win with that and so one night stand should really be something that you want to do because you want to do it for whatever reasons whatever those reasons are and so you know, for me, when we were in, when, when we talked about this back in the in the first episode, I was talking about how I have this like 50 mile radius, and I won't I won't do it with people who are in my own town because I don't want to run into you at the post office because that would be super weird. But honestly, like when I choose to have one night stands, it's because I want to get off. Like I I want to feel the weight of another human body on mine and all that comes with that with like sweat and smell and the sounds and like everything and that's what I want and and to me that's that's not about seeking male approval or the patriarchy controlling that it's like literally wanting that sort of human touch and where I'm at personally in my life right now we were talking about this earlier off the podcast is that I'm busy I got shit to do I'm super happy with my life. I've got my friends. I have my work. Like where I do have time right now is from like 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And that's even that's even a lot. The fact that I even like have a 12 hour window is probably too much. I'm really more like a 9 p.m. to like a 6 or 7 a.m. So, you know, there's only so many things you're going to do in that period of time. That's where I'm coming from on it. But I, I do think that you know, in, in no way are we trying to glorify the one night stand or suggest that if you that it's like a badge of honor that like having one night stand makes you be this like strong feminist or a strong woman. Like that's not really what it's about as much as just like women should always and humans, all human beings should be able to like make their own decisions about their sexuality. And the point of even talking about one night stands is to actually I would say, like, decriminalize it mm -hmm. a bit, right? Yeah, that, that take, we the, don't stigma take away the stigma away and we don't have to judge people over it. Well, yeah, and even I think the self-shame, because what, what yeah. this speaks to, I think, is somebody's self-reflection of their own experience where they were like, well, why was I doing that? And was it part of this healthy culture? Was it something that, you know, served me? And I think how you put it really simply, if your objective is to get laid, then get laid, and that's great, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. So it brings me into her um, her next piece. Yes. And this, I thought, was really eye-opening. So, you know, as we, we talk about certain topics, whether it's the one-night stand or Tinder, I am... Um, I'm happily married and I am faithful to my loving partner. But our reader wrote in, and I kind of wish this would have been like in all caps and like a great font and really big. It does have an exclamation point, but I'm just going to read this part um, verbatim. Not all married people are monogamous. And I was like, that's... That's right. You know, as a, as a longtime Sex in the City watcher, I could probably like recite to you half the episodes of one episode I love. And Charlotte swears that she would never sleep with a married man. And Samantha says, you know, what makes you so sure you haven't? Wedding rings come off. Yeah. And um, she um, recently moved back to Tahoe, our listener. But before that, had been spending a lot of time in the PNW, which is the Pacific Northwest. And I guess there's this growing trend of polyamory. 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 Mm -hmm. It's a new word for me. If I saw that, I'd be like, okay, poly means many because I, I know my prefixes, but I, I, it's a new term for me. Well, it's, a, it's like the grown-up version of open relationship, right? So like for Why a don't long, they just call it open relationship? Because, because it, that isn't... Um, grown-up enough? Grown-up enough. And so, because like, language is important. People want to label okay. things. So, so poly means many. What's amory? Um, 
Amory. Am I going to have to, like, Google? Like, well, and I'm not trying to be do. I just think it's, you know, I'm curious because I'm like, if you would have said open relationship, I understand what that means. Like, we have friends that have um, been in really successful open relationships and others where one partner was into it and one wasn't. So, right. so all Googling it is, it? it's the philosophy or state of being in love or romantically involved with more than one person at the same time. Oh. Yeah. I can actually speak to this on many levels. Yeah, I, it, you know, because I was gonna say that sound. That this is not a new. This is not a new concept for yeah. me. I know a lot of people who are in polyamorous relationships. I know people who there's um, two women and one man. They're all married because the the two women love each other mm-hmm. and the women each love the man. And the man mm-hmm. and like so that's a thing. I know. I know that. Um, I I have dated people who are in polyamorous relationships so i'm i'm like this i'm the side dish mm. and and that's actually i've been in that situation on more than one occasion is this something you can put on tinder if you, you haven't s- noticed i have a, an interest in, in expanding the <laughs> dating app categories and filters and i'm just curious since i'm not on them I like to know one of my girlfriends recently who just started on bumble she was so bored on this date she went on and i was like can you have a filter of like, please don't be boring. So you should be able to say, like, what kind of relationship. But I think also, like, dating apps, just like as with most things, are pretty traditional and don't sort of exist outside into these other existences that aren't necessarily mainstream. But mm-hmm. I do think, like I, like, like I said, I have never been in a polyamorous relationship, which I actually really like. I like it right now in my life a lot because it allows me to have that intimacy and to have that person and to have the sex, I'm not the main person. So I do have a relationship with these people. And there is um, there's something there that's definitely like way more than a one night stand because this is something that's ongoing. But I don't have to worry about the conversation of like, when is this going to get really serious? And like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Because it's accepted. It's like part of the first date. Like they're in a polyamorous relationship. They already have the main person that they're with. And I'm sort of like secondary coming in and I like that actually well it's a very lot. efficient it's pretty it, it seems efficient. really efficient and then you spoke to the idea you can still have safe. I was gonna say that intimacy the expectations are clear um ideally there's not as I would think you're not excluding married people from you know it just could be people that are in existing relationships mm-hmm. that have as you put it maybe a side dish the side di- sorry side dish is what they say like in Kenya so I like have these like terms that mm-hmm. have followed me over to mm-hmm. the United States I'm not like you're like the guest star I'm the get yeah I'm the guest star and and the other thing that I liked is that it's not this thing where like I don't know the other person like I have mm-hmm. a relationship with this person and that's unique to me and I'm not hanging out with this couple. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jen, because I can't really speak to that. I almost couldn't appropriately pronounce the term. Um, but moving on to the third point. And oh, this, but, oh, wait, okay, I'm just going to, okay, so this is, because I'm looking at the Google screen, what's really important about polyamory is that it's consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. That is part of the definition. Sounds and like so, monogamy, no, non-monogamy for, like, the intellectual, heartful community. It doesn't feel like cheating well think about that that mistrust that then goes mm-hmm. from potentially you know having someone cheat on you then transferring that into other aspects of your life and your relationship yeah that's like taking the 
you making saying it feels safe that's like explaining it further that's like the elaboration on that that makes a lot of sense that i think people but like like i said i've never been in a serious relationship with someone where we decide that we're going to be in a polyamorous relationship but it, it is like now where i'm at in my life like it'll be interesting to see how it evolves and if it becomes more accepted and it's quite popular in the pacific north northwest Mm -hmm. like we're sitting in reno right now recording this i i bet most people here in reno have never even heard of it and like don't know what it is i feel like people would jump to like polygamy and thinking about polygamy threesomes the kink all that kind of stuff yeah Yeah. and it's not like that yeah and that is very different and i also think of that as a very like kind of male dominated like let me have like all my sister wives to get me yeah a bunch of children and and it's not like that yeah at all yeah Okay. at all so yeah. we're you know so and again i think sexuality relationships you put it in language it's constantly evolving and we're constantly hopefully shifting away from the status quo because it doesn't serve everybody no so if that's something that's out there that zen is beginning to like serves people's needs for intimacy and for love for safety for connection yeah. then yes okay should we get into her third point i think so because i could um okay, this is a good one i could think about this from my experiences like you know being when i was single and mm-hmm. and in kind of sleeping around and you have this idea about risk management right of one night stands mm-hmm. and you want to think in terms of do we could we live in this perfect world where you could be on the same turn and people are having that shared decision but i also think um when our listeners bringing this um, this idea up of safety, right? And Jen, you know, you um, travel, mm-hmm. you know, internationally, you, in, excuse me, internationally, you travel around the world. I have friends mm-hmm. who have been very active on dating apps in different parts of the country, literally, and the world to the point where they've sent messages and they've told me about it afterwards, right? So mm-hmm. kind of just that safety factor and risk management about meeting up with people, wanting to trust that the human's a good human that's on the other end of the device, but what that sort of looks like when you put yourself in those situations. The concept of risk management with one night stands is actually an incredibly important conversation that we didn't have on the first episode of, about this topic. And I would like to say that I totally have my risk management dialed and I and I don't for many different reasons. There are certain precautions that I take, though. A lot of times I will text someone and be like, hey, I'm going out. I have a date tonight. I'm going out. If I don't come back tomorrow, this is the guy's name. I've done that. I do that a lot. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I just had like one of those kind of gaping, like I, I feel it and I see why you would do that, but wow. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that just, I'll t- I don't I- do it all the time. For example, like if I'm doing something where it's super public or maybe like a coffee in the afternoon, I'm not necessarily doing that. But when I have gone on dates outside of the US, mm. I have said to people like, this is who I'm going out with. Um, or if it's like, not in my own community like like i've messaged people and been like this is the person's name this is their phone number if i don't come back this is what happened to me i have done that before but that's just been on dates that hasn't been on a one night stand but i absolutely have done that i don't think that i'm the best at managing my risk when it comes to drinking because i definitely do have drinks and that can cloud things and this is where like i mean this is this is where rape gets really complicated and really messy and that's why like it's you can't actually technically consent if someone's drunk by by law right Mm -hmm. and this is the reason why and i will tell a little story here so just within the last month i was out not not at home so i was keeping up the 50 mile radius was a thing Mm -hmm. i had walked into a bar and this gorgeous young man came up and grabbed my hand and swept me off my feet and uh, totally went home with him. There was, like, no way I was not going to bang this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, just gorgeous, 
young, charismatic, sweet to me. And I knew nothing was going to come of it. That's where I think it's helpful to be really honest with yourself and also know why it is you're doing what you're doing. I knew that if I went home with him, I would probably never see him again. I knew that we were not going to get into a relationship. I didn't want that. And this is where knowing yourself and knowing what it is that you're trying to get. Like if I was actually trying to have a relationship with this person or thinking that we were going to date again, I probably would have been heartbroken the next morning because guess what? We've never talked since then, right? But I I was had enough wherewithal to understand what the situation was. It was fantastic, really happy about it. But yeah, I, you know, ended up getting a hotel room with someone at two in the morning. What if he was a horrible person? What if something bad happened? That could have totally happened. But I feel like those things can happen whether you're having sex with someone or not. Choosing to have sex with someone doesn't necessarily put you at more risk than not choosing to have sex with somebody because rape and abuse is not about sex. It's about control and power. So you could actually just be out to dinner or be out for coffee. And if somebody's going to do something to you, it's not necessarily because you've taken your, your clothing off. But yeah, risk management is if you do not want to have one night stands, like if you're actually looking for something serious, you probably shouldn't drink and go out with people mm -hmm. because you do let your guard down and you do and you don't make the best decisions. Right. In a perfect world, you would have like Google stalked the person. I actually have Google. I Google stalk people a lot mm -hmm. and they think that's weird. But I'm like, no, no, no. I need to make sure you're like n not like outwardly totally insane like i, I need think to know it's actually who you are. completely resourceful and i almost don't even know that stock is the right word because i feel like if people are stalked it's like right you know that could be talk about risk management or danger that could be a really dangerous situation to be in um but i think looking up someone and kind of checking out their profile their posts what yeah. are their what kind of comments are they doing i think it just gives you great insight because here's the thing we put ourselves out there talk about a platform that's everyone's public platform mm -hmm. so it's actually a really nice thing you're going to go hang out at a certain part of town you're going to go to a certain event you sort of can get a vibe and a sense so it sort of gives us a bit of a window into what we might be stepping into and especially if it's within an individual that you you have access you know to their name or their profiles on social media you can learn a lot right well and so so this to, to that extent when i'm using a dating app i will not actually swipe right on someone who does not have a bio mm -hmm. so i want to know who they are i will not go out with a person until i have their full name and their phone number and mm -hmm. it's in my phone mm -hmm. and i've actually had people ghost me before when i've asked for that then they've disappeared and i'm like oh you're naughty you're naughty to like ghost yeah. And so, so yeah, so I guess there, those are some of the rules that I would have if, if I'm using an app is that there's no date unless I know your full name. I want your phone number. The conversation's going to get off an app and onto like actually texting onto my phone, which leaves another trace of it, right? I always Google the person. I always try to find their Instagram. I look at that. I look at what kind of posts they, they have. Like I actually do do all these things before I will go on a date with someone and I realize that that probably makes certain people feel really creeped out that but this it's totally a safety thing mm -hmm. there's there's nothing else behind my motivation besides really trying to understand like who the fuck is it that I'm going to give my time to mm -hmm. obviously like if, if you're out like the the scenario that I just mentioned where I was out and I met someone there was no googling him but to that to that extent when we made the introduction 
I was like, oh, I know exactly who you are. And everybody in this room knows who you are. And and so from that point, it felt a little bit safe because he he went from being a stranger to being someone where I'm like, oh, you're in my network mm-hmm. of people. And so that, that felt, public accountability, there's a public almost. accountability like mm-hmm. that when you when when you know who the person is, mm-hmm. you know, looking back, I mean, I'm totally comfortable with my decision and it was super fun and human if. If you're listening, that was, that was it. Must have been really good. fun because I've heard of, I heard about it. I mean, who doesn't love to fuck hot human beings? Like, yeah, he was hot. <laughs> I mean, so that's. I mean, that's really like, yes, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. reflecting on it, if he hadn't been in the sphere of people that I knew, I don't know if I would have done that. But it did just feel like, oh, I, I actually know who you are. You've said your name. I've heard your name before. I know who you are. Okay, mm-hmm. right? Versus being like total stranger total mm-hmm. stranger so i guess those are the ways that i consider safety i mean let's just be honest being a woman is dangerous mm-hmm. being a non-cisgendered white man is dangerous mm-hmm. and that's the world that we live in whether you're talking about sex or you're talking about just like walking the streets mm-hmm. or whatever and so i really do appreciate that our listener brought this piece up and those are just some of the, uh, the precautions that i take or i try to take well, and one of the other safety pieces that were brought up, and this this listener happens to be a professional in the medical community, and so her end kind of little question was maybe we could do a whole episode about actual genital health, but one of the mm-hmm. safety things she talks about is how women will bear the disproportionate impacts and the burdens of health risks. And mm-hmm. so I think just for us, there's one site, I'm not familiar with it, but it sort of relates to your access to contraception and things that you may be doing to protect yourself, and it's bedsider.org, and it's a, re- a resource, right, because you want to make sure that you are um, protecting yourself. And to the listener's point, you know, she talks about when traveling abroad, bring your own condoms and a plan B. I would say just, like, always have your own condoms. Like, you mm-hmm. should roll with condoms. I have been embarrassed on more than one occasion where there's condoms in my purse or in my makeup bag and somebody mm-hmm. sees it. And, they're like, and I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm – it's called being prepared. Mm-hmm. It's just called being prepared. So you should have condoms. Or if, if something that you – like, you know, stop by the Sevy, pick up some condoms. Mm-hmm. That is definitely – part of safety and and if you have them on you you don't have to get into the difficult conversation of like do you have one or oh, you don't but we're in the heat of the moment just eliminate that mm-hmm. right up front by just have condoms and yeah the plan b is really good in case something happens with the condoms but i would never ever advocate to have unsafe sex have condoms demand to use them you know whether like yeah you just need to do that mm-hmm. and obviously if you're not having sex with a man you don't need to have condoms so you know we're talking about like heterosexual sex between men and and women which maybe that's just like one more reason why women should hang out with more women just one less thing side note i saw this great meme the other day yeah that was that said the fact that i still like men is proof that sexuality is not a choice oh that's great just saying and for real for real. Um, what Come did you? On. Oh man. So um, the other morning we were on the phone when I was like, "Hey, we're recording on Friday. I want to be with Micah. I think I might need to bring her." And here we are with her in the studio. And you ha- were on your way to Mount Rose, and then later you put up a story about the guy with the what did he say? The tennis ball. <gasps> oh. Can you just because I think this relates really well to the meme. And these are not people that you want to have one night stands with. No. Or sleep with. So no. look, look, be be on the lookout <laughs> for this 
guy. Okay, Mount so here. Yeah, so this this has nothing to do with one night stands, but it does have to do with like it's a, it's amazing that yeah. I would still fuck a man after this. Um, I'm on the chairlift, minding my own bit, like literally headphone in, doing my own thing. People are friendly. They start talking. Someone puts the bar down, which we, which requires the man sitting next to me to close his legs a little bit. He was like, oh, you know, manspreading. And I looked at him and I said, oh, I'm well aware of manspreading. I've been on an airplane next to him. I'm well, I've like sat, you know, subways, buses, airplanes. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware of it. Thank, thank you. And then he looks at me and says, well, if you had a tennis ball between your legs, you would know what it was like. And then I had to say to him, well, you know that your junk's not that hard or that big. <laughs> and I just kind of gave him a look. And, and how much more time did you have on the chair after he said <laughs> we this? We had, um, I want to say, it's actually funny. Like, I started laughing, and then I, and then he started laughing. We actually took a run together. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, because I, like, I wasn't being mean about it. I was like, come on, dude. But seriously, like, that was said to me mm-hmm. on the chairlift this week and i was like oh good look like i just should like i should have a name badge i should have a name badge that says hi i'm jen Gorecki. google me right now before you before open you open your, your mouth. Fucking mouth you know or like or i should just have like a business card where like it's like hi i'm jen Gorecki. google me and then the other side is like i don't suffer fools lightly i'm a strong feminist i don't take fucking shit i triple dog it like something i should have that maybe that's part of the risk management strategy mm. For the dates and the one night stands is to actually make a, your, a business card to which you like hand to somebody off the get go of like, and this is what you're getting. This is it. This is, you know, what the situation is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that did happen. So the last time we were recording the one night stand, um, you were kind enough to pick me up at a spot in Reno where I dropped off my van, but you were a little late and it was because you had had, you know, morning sex, which who doesn't love morning sex? Mm -hmm. Um, And if I remember correctly, the talking about condoms, right, and you being prepared, Mm -hmm. did this fella not travel with their own condoms because they need the right size because not most of them fit he had he did come with his own condoms okay he did which is great that responsible. Was great. thank you that was responsible he traveled with his own condoms that was good and that wasn't a one-night stand um although maybe it would have been better if it was because that dating ended up the last time i hung out with this person we played a board game Board like B O R E D B O R E D a board game, game. B with your clothes on it wasn't like a sexy on. game no it wasn't a sexy game um and and I you know had to explain to this human being that really what I got time in my life for is like things that happen between like eight p.m. and eight a.m. and like I'm pr- there's like really just like one kind of thing and we and and so yeah we're not dating anymore mm. so not a one night stand. But also not anything sort of like consistent or long. It didn't last very long. So now um, I was single the whole time there. But I'm I guess what I guess the announcement that I want to make is that I'm looking for another lover. I've always wanted to have a lover on every continent, every single continent. And I feel like right now I don't have that primarily because I haven't visited every continent but and so how I've kind of like tamed this back for this year 
is that I thought that I could at least have a lover in every state that I visit frequently, which means I would need to have one in Colorado, Utah, Nevada, in California. And although I will say I have options in those places, mm. I don't have any lockdown currently. Mm-hmm. So if any of you know someone who would be a good fit for me on the lover status, mm-hmm. um, you can have them stalk me on Instagram, Yogareki, and maybe you can be what saves me from dating apps, saves me from Tinder and Bumble. You all can be my personal Tinder Bumble and connect me with the amazing human beings in your life who are intelligent and handsome and beautiful and interesting and outdoorsy and athletic and kind and well-traveled and well-spoken. Is Am I too picky? No, I don't think you're asking me too much. What Why I'm kind of doing my eyebrow fur, if that's a thing, is I'm, I'm kind of trying to think of the word or the term. So it's not going to be the one-night stand. It's not really going to be dating. It's like the lover. It's like something. I want a, a lover. Yeah. I, no, I feel it's like mm-hmm. the intimacy, the connection, but then you're like, thank you. I need to go back to like all the things I do mm-hmm. um, and all the things need to get done. And then there's still, I'll make, there's room for you here. And that's like what's agreed upon like that's just yes. how it plays out and then that person benefits from it too so there's yes. this efficiency in it um there's the intimacy in it so yeah. i just can't i cannot be in a relationship right now because i know that i don't have what it takes i can't offer it to the person because i'm so focused on coalition and sisu and juicy like all the things that we're doing like this work that i'm doing is really my priority and so in knowing that it would be unfair to assume that I would be a good partner to someone now, I'm 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 a very good human to hang out with. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, we hang out, like so. It's not that like it's not that I'm not a great person to hang out with. Is that I recognize that I don't have everything that it would take to actually build a really strong, um, committed relationship. But that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to have people in my life who I can be intimate with as long as everybody's on the same page mm-hmm. about what it is that we're doing. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. So that's your task, listeners. You've yes. been charged with that. That Tasking. is no small feat. I'm watching the names just come in right now, Jen. You're going to be busy. Well, good. I mean, I already am busy, but I do like. So I'm be busy. With I'm your... willing to block yeah. off 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Okay, making a note of this on your phone. Once yep. to twice a week. Okay, I can make that happen. I'm mm-hmm. willing to do that. 8 p.m. is a perfect time to have dinner. Mm-hmm. Then you know, like, you know what my dessert is. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Orgasm. That's the dessert. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves to have orgasms for dessert. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then I'm going to just, you know, I can either stay the night or not. Like, if you need the cuddle, I can do that. Yeah. If not, I can just roll whole. It's like, no, like, yeah. no big deal. Everyone needs rest, you know? Who do, Morning you know. sex is great. Morning, yep. 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 So that's, yeah. So in the spirit of, like, I'm actually not even looking for one-night stands. I'm looking for, you know, long-term lovers. Really. Maybe that's next episode. To yeah. Talk about what that could look like. I think Listeners so. Listeners, help, like, help, help, help a sister out. Yeah. Help a sister out. Get to work, motherfuckers. Get to fucking work. I'm ready to do this. All right. So um, I'll just be waiting to hear from all of you. Thank you. Till next time. Bye. Bye.